0: G.M. is the Web3 Writers Hour. C.D. Domitio joined by my co-host, Edward Carpenter, Cryptoversal Books, Rihanna Morgan's here, E.R. Donaldson just came into the house. We've got lots and lots of fun stuff for you guys today. It is October 3rd, 2023. I don't know if we have lots of fun stuff for you, but it's the Web3 Writers Hour, so that's fun. So let's talk straight, Let's talk about books. I see Artemisia's here odd writings is here i'm just running through and adding everybody as we can uh we've got authored style here um so good morning you guys how are you
1: morning cd doing doing
2: well
0: edward thanks for morning waking C-D. up with C-D. us okay so uh
2: riona good morning to you too good morning good morning i'm so excited to be here i love tuesday Tuesday's the
3: best thing about uh the Web3 Writers Hours, you never worry about having to find a place to sit.
0: <laughs> that is so true. Um, hey, we've got uh, Jessica's here also. Good morning to you, Jessica. We heard your mic go on there. Odd Writings, good morning. E.R. Donaldson, good morning. You guys uh, say good morning. Go ahead. Hey, good morning.
4: Good, good to talk to you. Good afternoon for those of you on the East Coast over here. It feels like it's been a long day. I'm jealous of those just getting started. Good
1: afternoon, good morning, and whatever else works.
4: Yeah, it looks like we
3: have a very full house today, so it's great to see um, so many uh, familiar faces in the crowd.
0: So this is Web3 Writers Hour. It's a conversation uh, more than anything else, and what we talk about is the place where Web3 and writing intersect. Uh, To get us started today, I've brought a topic, and my topic is pretty simple, jobs, Web 3. What do you guys think about jobs in Web 3? What are some jobs in Web 3? Do you have jobs in Web 3? And yeah, let's just talk about that. Anybody that wants to get started, just go right ahead.
3: <laughs> well, I'll jump in, TD. Um, I hate to to leave the mic unattended. Uh, I wouldn't say that I have a job in Web 3. My wife certainly would not. She claims I have hobbies. Um, but, uh, but I would say that it, it is someplace that I still spend Um, A fair amount of my time uh, doing uh, uh, editing and doing some NFT publication, Uh, but I would not consider this to be a job at this point.
4: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump in. I, I didn't I didn't want to you know start off on the negative note, so I kind of let the mic lag there. But yeah, this is definitely side hustle territory, you know. But uh, not so different from how indie authors uh, get started over in the Web two space. So I don't think that's anything against Web three. I just think that's kind of the uh, the plight of the the artist, the developer, the uh, the people who are really trying to go out there and do something innovative. It's not a job until you hit it. You know, but I think most of us right now, especially with the way the Web three markets going, going, uh, yeah, this is this is more more of a passion than a job.
5: Yeah, I'd have to agree. For me as well, it's
3: it's a um, maybe not even a side hustle because that would imply that, that there's there's money coming in on the side, um, but a hobby and uh, a source of. Um, Creativity, a source of experimenting, a source of picking up some skills. Um, if when the bear market comes back, um, people who have the skills and the experience and who have been who have been playing in the in the technology and getting their hands dirty um, might be the ones first in line for it, for the jobs that that, that are created. Um, my, my my that 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 would be that would be a nice thing looking down the road. Um, but I do find myself picking up skills uh, despite myself. Yeah, I guess I would um, say this ties into to one of the things that I, I said, you know, maybe we could talk about, which is just um, the monetization and of um, literary NFTs. But uh, but what you said about um, ER, the fact that this was kind of like how indie ar- authors get started. You know, that was one of the things that kind of drew me to this space was I was in... Um, Self-publishing sort of right back in 2012 time frame um, when Amazon KDP was coming out. And there were a few other options, too. There were Smashwords and a few other things. But it coalesced pretty quickly around um, Amazon for eBooks, And then a couple, there was CreateSpace. That got rolled into Amazon. Lulu. There was a few options for um, doing kind of print-on-demand and paper books. But you were much more limited in your options, kind of, that you you had to go with something that was sort of established. And the Web3 space feels a lot more free and there's a lot more potential. You can try a lot of things here. So that was one of the aspects that that I was struck by. The other was um, someone, I think it was uh, CD, mentioned, you know, when the the bear market is gone um, or when the bull comes back. And it was really interesting because I was listening to uh, Tim Ferriss and Kevin Rose talk the other day. And they mentioned, you know, the first time that Elon Musk went on Kevin Rose's show, Tesla's stock was $1. ninety, And uh, way back when, Tim remembered uh, Kevin telling him about this weird thing called Ethereum that you could get for a couple of dollars. And, and Tim was like, oh, what a fad. Not going not gonna to have any part of that. Um, so I think that, you know, we may still be very, very early. And I do think that there's a lot of advantage to being having experience in the space.
4: Um, so I'll leave it at that. and See what other folks have to have to um to say about it. Yeah, I just want want to jump back on, you know, because it's interesting because it really, uh, it it kind of comes to what does the maturity cycle of market markets look like, right? And I think that a lot of what uh, the web two indie space eventually came to be is because you did get this player that essentially established some dominance and they did that not necessarily because they were a preferred vendor by any means but they became that way because they were able to reach people and the onboard people into the space in in ways that nobody else could and they essentially created a marketplace that was thirsty. So it'll be interesting. I mean, you know, early days, I definitely agree with Web3. I mean, I'm here, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm still, I'm still striving hard, but it's, uh, it's going to be kind of a, a different cycle, I would say, than what you saw with Mindy Publishing in, in Web2 and in that, you know, there, there is this dip here. And I think the dip was because you were seeing a lot of people who were getting into it from a very speculative Investor standpoint, and I think at this point we still have not found a good way to channel the creatives and the consumers of creative material in the marketplace. But you know, interested in people's thoughts on on that aspect, Jessica, what do you think?
6: I guess Dylan, we're gonna uh,
0: go to you in just a second. First, Jessica threw her hand up, and uh, and then we'll go to you right after that.
6: Thank you. And hi, everybody. It's great to see so many of my friends' faces. Yay. I love you guys. Thank you for sticking around in the space, too, and building. So, yeah, um, I would say uh, I couldn't agree more, quite frankly, uh, with that assessment because, um, you know, back in 2021, in June, I launched my, you know, my universe. And I had these NFTs. I wanted to sell them for like 20 bucks or something like that. And just like get fans in, get them engaged with the content. I mean, you know, content, but the universe and the story and the characters. And, you know, I just realized quickly that there wasn't, um, the fandom wasn't in the space. So how can you build a universe without fans And not only were fans not there, but speculators came in and snatched things up and then would create a really toxic environment in the space of like whatever discord or community you had because they're like, well, where's my money? Where's my money? And it's like, I'd be like, fuck off sell get out I don't want you I'm not here for your money I'm not here to make you money either I'm here to create a universe and entertain and build a community around you know escaping and writing and co-creating in this other world it was so frustrating and then on ETH of course you want to sell like a character that maybe they can write their own character in the universe or something and you want to sell for 20 bucks or something like that, you know, it's just like a little token. It's a token. It's not like a, an investment piece for me. I didn't want that. I wanted thousands and thousands of people buying in at like 15, 20 bucks. Um, not 10 people buying in at $10,000, you know? Um, so the whole space was really not built for, um, fandoms or for authors in my opinion. And, um, now I see fandoms just really looking askance at the space in general. So I'm going to let other people talk. But I just wanted to confirm that that's been my experience, and I do think there are solutions. But I want to let other people talk, and then you know we'll see what we can come to, like think about uh, you know ideas. And I have some ideas around solutions and stuff too.
4: CD, you request for a quick for a
6: I didn't. I didn't hear what
5: you just said. Was that uh, ER? Did you say something?
4: Go ahead, Dylan. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah, okay. Well, uh, yeah, kind of like what Jessica did, I, I want to take it uh, to a slightly different spot because, I mean, everybody knows I've been in Web3, you know, trying to provide a good user experience, trying to provide, you know, technologies that people want to use um, for a long time. It's been very frustrating. It's been very difficult. Uh, it's also been very rewarding, um, and I've made a lot of amazing friends. Uh, so, so I want to say, like, you know, early, yeah. I mean, straight up, uh, I've I've pitched a lot of people on, you know, PageDaz Web3 publishing ideas. It's been difficult to get people to see it uh, in the past. And and the reason that most people give is that it's too early and that the technology and user experience just isn't quite ready to scale to this market yet. Um, And and so there's kind of this perception that, like, yeah, okay, maybe we're in the queue or something, but, like, big things need to change before we're going to be ready to – actually start to execute in such a way as to onboard IRL users that have IRL concerns about IRL, you know, stuff like novels. Right. Um, And and so one thing that, that I think of a lot whenever I'm thinking kind of down this line, it is um you know, what, what are the barriers to entry? What, what are the blockers? You know, like the atrocious web three user experience is definitely number one on the list. Um, but you know, uh, I guess I'll jump off the mic too and kind of let the next person in. Um, but you know, for, for me, like where my mind goes is, uh, you know, very much like kind of a user experience where are the blockers type of, uh, type of place here. Okay, we got bunches of hands up. We're going to go with Rihanna Morgan next, then Edward Carpenter,
0: and then E.R. Donaldson, uh, just in the order that the hands went up. So, Rihanna, you're up.
2: Yes, hello. So, good morning, and I just want to send a special shout-out to Easy. Hi, hi, hi. It's so great to see you. Um, it's so great to see everybody, too, but I haven't seen Easy since I was in New York, and we got to meet up there in real life, so that was wonderful. To talk about Web3 Jobs, I just pinned something up in the nest, and it's really Really interesting. I signed up to. I put like a mini profile together with this Web three dot career site, and every every day I get some kind of email that says, "Oh, this this company is looking for a copywriter. This person's this company is looking for a social media manager. This person's looking so that we can utilize our writing skills, our our storytelling skills, and I am always blown away." What is out there? It's not anything anything that I take advantage of because I'm loving where I am currently in my space, and you know money trickles in, so it's kind of nice to be able to see that happening and I love that we're here early. I love that we're getting to build this writing community and this reading community how we want, and that we are all so passionate i mean i I, I find that when you're in a situation where money is not the object, but what you're passionate about is the object that that builds a beautiful situation and then money follows. And so I just am, I am so excited about that, but I wanted to share that web three job. I pinned it up in the space in case anybody wants to look at it and, and spend time doing that. So I just wanted to say, I'm so excited to be here with all of you and I am loving, loving today and loving being here with you. So thank you for the opportunity. Edward, it's you.
3: Yeah, so many things to uh kind of pivot off of with the last couple of speakers. The first one was that it, I did realize that um during the kind of the, the cycle we've been in since I've been in the space, I have actually had what I would consider to be a job. Um and that was uh essentially um there was a project that was uh, I think they aspired to be sort of a uh you know, magic the gathering for web3 uh and they had a white paper, they had some really good artwork, they had a good idea and a lot of motivation, and unfortunately, they sort of dropped their project right as the market collapsed. Um, but when I got hired to essentially edit their white paper, um, and and I did not actually do much lore with them, but I gave them some recommendations that they're on their world building just for continuity and stuff. You know, I just looked at what my hourly rate was in the real world, converted that to ETH, and said, um, "That's how much I'll take for doing what I estimated to be the number of hours required to, you know, do the work they were asking," um, and basically got got paid um, in in tokens for their world, which I did sell, and essentially, you know, made uh, the income that I would have made if I had taken a traditional writing gig. So I think that those types of jobs are there, and maybe that's not what we think of when we think about Web three writing is being hired by someone else to either edit their stuff or help them with world building or lore writing. But I think that those types of jobs um, are probably still out there. Rihanna, they may show up through that web.career or other places. Um, you can find some of them organically. I think there'll be a lot less of them um, as long as we are kind of in this slump. Um, but as things like gaming pickup um, and, and, you know, I just, again, listening to Tim Ferris, he's, he's iterating the next version of Cockpunch, which um, is a silly name, but a very, very successful uh, literary NFT drop at the end of last year, kind of this long-form audio storytelling, world-building thing. Um, but again, you know, the world looks very different if you are me or Tim Ferriss. Uh, we may both be writers, but he has a a very large, very motivated base, and a base that leans kind of towards this sort of stuff. You know, towards technology and towards you know being a first adopter and M equals one. So. That was uh, the first thing, and I'll I'll uh, save my other ones for uh, after some of these uh, other hands have had a chance, because I'm really excited to see so many people in the audience, and, and really, this is, a, like uh, C D said, a conversation, not a lecture. Okay,
0: on that note, I'm going to mute everybody for a second, and I'm going to speak so we can talk about uh, the order that people are going to go in. Uh, we do got a lot of hands up. Uh, I believe ER Donaldson is next, uh, Jessica was after ER, and Easy and Crypto. Following that, also I saw if uh Nadoro had your hand up. Uh, I don't know where you were in that lineup, but if you want to put your hand up again, you'll be uh, right after Easy and Crypto. Now, before I turn back on the mic, I just wanted to say a couple of things. Like uh, Jessica, what you said, what seems like an hour ago now, um, so rang true with me in that I came into this space because I thought collaborative storytelling and being able to write from characters and building a universe was like this amazing opportunity. And I found the same thing, that there were speculators, there were people that wanted to make money, but there weren't a lot of people that wanted to share creativity and be creative together. I created a project specifically for that called the Isida Bears. I think some of you guys have them. And it was a free mint. And we gave it out. And the idea was we were going to tell all these stories. You know, they were, they were basically like these sort of adult Care bears kind of things. So I crafted the whole project. I put it up. I put it up for free. And it sold out in like, I don't know, a couple hours, 10,000 pieces. And they were all taken by bots, every one of them. It completely destroyed it. It ruined it forever. Um, these Bears are still out there. They're still owned by a bunch of bots that, that botted the, the men. And that was my fault in not understanding that. But I just wanted to say before I go back, that um yeah that was my experience too so I, I totally get it okay er you are up next i'm gonna uh, unmute everybody now
4: all right thanks everyone and hey thanks jessica i, I don't know oh, sorry my my phone must overheater or something got the mute button stuck Anyway, um, no, I just wanted to say that uh, what what you had uh, earlier when you're talking about the fandom, that just resonated so hard with me because uh, you know for those of you who, who may not be familiar, uh, I really went all in trying to get something like that over on, on Soul Type, and we had a really nice uh, initial experience. You can read all about the details over in I believe it was the September issue of uh, Vagabond Magazine, but ultimately what it came down to is even though all these freemen's were 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 coming out and doing really well, and then even you know a modestly priced uh, you know meant did okay and doing okay on secondary. When I came back with my next project, which was really supposed to be a fandom based project where, hey, you guys get to decide the direction of where we go with this serial. It just evaporated because you're not you're not dealing with the the actual fans that would be interested in that kind of prod you know, project. So, you know, and then Dylan mentioned, OK, you know, what's what's blocking this? You know, where you know, what, what are the barriers to entry? Um Essentially, I think what we're really going to need to do, I mean, I've onboarded a couple of my my fellow independent authors into into Web3, and a lot of them just go, yeah, this is cool, but that was really hard, and I like getting on it as a fellow creator, but as your casual reader – This is this is a very difficult space to enter into, and that's where going back to some of my earlier remarks, I think you're going to need like an Amazon Kindle, um, you know, or or a Kindle Unlimited to really disrupt things, and I think that's where you're going to see the true disruptors. And you know, the question uh, was raised, I think it was by Edwards, like, do you do you need a base to? uh, succeed in this market. In this market, yeah, I, I would argue that you do need a base because you're going to need the people who are very tech savvy, very already into the space. But I think the person who's really going to win out or the group of persons and and the people who are willing to put up and lose a lot of money are the individuals who are going to create the thing that brings this to the masses. I, I think that is really where you're going to see it.
0: All right, Jessica, you're up now.
6: Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking of, well, okay. So, there's a few things I wanted to share. Um, I want to get back to also like the Amazon idea and um, and agree and agree in uh, agreeing with ER. Um, and then also another strategy that I'm working on, although not actively, because I have other projects I'm trying to do right now too. Um, but just as a, as far as writing in Web3, as writers, you probably want to know what some opportunities are. So I'm going to just offer a couple of opportunities that are right off the bat here. Storyverse is looking for writers. Um, they're not, um, as far as I know, immediately hiring. And I don't know what the terms are, but I know they're looking. So just if you want to reach out to them, that's a place to like find. Two Fiverr gigs are like I found so much opportunity. Um, this was early, this was like late 2021, um, where I was offering marketing and lore master and, you know, services on Fiverr. But if you wanted to just offer like writing web with web three expertise on Fiverr, Fiverr as a gig, you know, you might, you might get some uh, good, um, things there. And, I had success in Fiverr, so I would just like real quick say, you know, you can get a couple people to give you reviews. It's a bit of a cheat, but it's a way to do it, to get started, to start low price so that you're getting people um, hiring you and then do go all out for them. Don't, don't, if you're like 10 bucks for an email, don't do a $10 email, do a $150 email and they'll love you and give you a five-star review and you can raise your rates as your, as demand grows. As long as there's no demand, your whatever you're offering has no value. So just keep that in mind. So your your job your your job is to create demand and raise demand, right? So um, that's how it works for me. I did really well, and so those those are some ideas. Really easy to set up a fiber gig. It's free. So awesome. So um, and then another option that I'm thinking that I'm going to be working on is a model for myself to grow um, a Web three hybrid. Um, storytelling universe I'm still sticking with my same universe I started with it back in June 2021 but I'm not gonna um not the same name because apparently nobody can pronounce it I'm just really good at that apparently but like I'm not great at branding I can tell you but um for myself but um uh so Lulu Direct enables you to print to upload and print your own book and set whatever price and you get all the royalties they just pay for, they just, they, you just have to pay them for if you choose distribution through them, then you have to pay for the distribution, but like, you can also just do printing and then you literally all, all that they take is the printing cost and um, you can set up your own store and you can integrate it on Shopify with um, I think third web And um, thirdweb obviously is a Web three company. You can set up your own contracts for NFTs and um, tokens. So then you can and I talked about this in like one another another time I was here. Set that up with a rewards program, but also like that aside, I still think that's a little too complicated for people. You can do um, you can literally do one of a kind covers, and have as many. cover like you can have like spot you can have one of one books and then have an nft as an authentication and so like when somebody buys the book one of one book print you can you can you can have one book printed with that cover an edition of one so you have a one of one book that is printed for one person you can sell it for five hundred dollars and then you can sell like the like you know whatever the the commoner edition or whatever the the normal edition for like 25 dollars or or 15 or 10 dollars or whatever you want and i i want what i'm looking at doing is do using the using the writing as marketing using maybe like um 11 labs voices for narration and putting them for free on spotify like You know, you can merchandise your world and create other ways of monetizing and getting people involved. And, you know, a lot of people are not going to have spare cash in the next five to 10 years. Like, it's really tightening down. Like, we had a big flush of money from, um, you know, like, what is it called? Uh, The, not remittances, um, the payments that the government gave everybody during COVID.
7: Stimulus.
6: Stimulant, stim- the stimmies, right? So the stim checks. So that like created a whole bunch of like artificial money in the, in, in now we're actually paying the price. We're going to have a lot less. People are not going to be paying $25 for a hardcover book, you know? Um, so we need to find a new way to entertain and to monetize. And um, so how do you create a mass, a mass audience? for a book that nobody that they haven't read and don't know if they like, and don't have the discretionary income to be buying $75 worth of books in a year. You know what I mean? And maybe they will, some of them can, but like, I'd rather have a million listeners and be getting like, you know, ads adsense money from people who can't afford it. And then um, like, then they can maybe buy one, there's just a variety of things that you can do. And I'm gonna be putting, I'm gonna be putting all my books for free. And then the hard the hard the physical editions and the one of ones and stuff that are authenticated with an NFT. And then people can join the rewards program and be part of it and also like maybe even make money when they can't afford to spend, but they can give you value by helping market your and expand your community, right? So that's what I'm going to be working on, and I just wanted to share all that with you guys,
0: Jessica. That's amazing. Um, We'll dig into that a a little bit more a little later. First, I want to let Easy and Crypto get up on the stage. After Easy is going to be Ephraim, and then Edward Carpenter and Odd Writing. So, Easy, good morning. Morning,
7: hey all. Oh, this is such an epic conversation. I've been missing these. and just great to be here with so many amazing people. I've sort of uh, taken some time in this lull to uh, be a little less uh, active in Twitter spaces and stuff. And I was down at Costa, got some great family time. And uh, but it's great to be here and be back. I'm just loving this conversation, Jessica. That is uh, such a great take. And I want to say just to add on, like I love your thinking, and I think this is great to have it free, readable. You can have your price, your one, but another thing. Maybe you have ten editions uh, at a percentage where those add up to like the one of one. Maybe sometimes you'd even do uh, fifty or hundred editions that are, are a little cheaper, but to broaden your collector base. So kind of having that ladder for your collectors to be able to get in. Your super fan that gets that special one of one. Uh, maybe on some short stories or poetry, you do more editions. Um, I've seen some, you know, nice poetry drops. Collected a few myself. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not dead, but it's slow. That's for sure. Um, but I think that, you know, we're, you know, the people that are still here and in building in this, you know, uh, big lull we've had are just, you know, the, the real, um, you know, innovators. And, and that's what it takes is just reformatting, trying something new until you kind of get in your groove and, and you get something where, you know, you have some collectors grooving as well. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's a tough time going back to like, I didn't have my AirPods, uh, so I didn't hop up earlier when you guys were talking about jobs in Web3. And I'm fortunate enough to actually have a job in Web3 still. And, and I've had others and I've lost like dream jobs and, you know, it's tough. But uh, just sticking with it and, and you know, kind of throwing your hat in the ring uh, as, as much as you can and being present and active really, really does help to kind of keep, uh, you know, keep in the know, it's so hard even just to, to keep track of everything that's going on. Uh, but yeah, I just, I'm super happy to be here. Much love to everybody. And uh, I, I'll be uh, more active uh, going forward again too. It's
8: so good to have
7: you here.
0: Efrem, uh you're up, thank you for your patience.
8: Hey man, yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me up. It's, it's really entertaining. I'm, I'm loving the conversation so far. Uh, yeah, so the thing I, I wanted to, to mention and Jessica touched on this uh, quite well, is as writers, I mean, I've been writing for three years, and over the course of that time, I've uh, released two, uh, two poetry collections, uh, one, one of which actually uh, went live two days, three days ago. Yeah. So, and she mentioned something about, like, free copy, and that's exactly the same route I took with my latest collection. I mean, the the ebook itself is free. You can download it for free. But then the angle I took was trying to create uh, virality. So I'm working on a challenge. Like, it's probably going to be a TikTok challenge, most likely, because virality is, um, you know, easier there, uh, and perhaps even on YouTube and, and Twitter. Uh, trying to beat the current uh, world record for an NFT poem, which is currently held by a Russian-British uh, writer. Uh, piece. Called, uh, her name is Hades. And that piece holds a value of, what, 500,000 USD? So I'm looking to do, like, a marathon. Every piece that is in that book, reading it. Uh, and, of course, I don't expect to... Uh, to, uh, okay, let me not say that I don't expect to sell, but the, the creating stories around your work is very important. And these are the kinds of things that we might have to do as writers to catch the attention of the people that are not already in the space. Um, first of all, I I a few weeks ago, I didn't know that such a record was there, you know? Uh, but that is something that a normal reader might be, interested in knowing uh, who and then who's this kid who's trying to beat it who who's ever who, who even knows who he is so it's 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 an interesting uh, dynamic and at the most at, at the very least I look forward to having fun with it so one interesting interaction uh, which is something I'd like to end uh, my contribution on is one of the people on Twitter was like hey I just downloaded uh, the copy from your website and you know what i would have bought the hard copy in a heartbeat and it had me guessing going into my third book uh probably by the end of the year i w- might even actually have to go back to web too and do hard copies and perhaps what jessica was talking about where you can have one of one copies uh is something i would also like to look at because it it i also miss having hard copies in my hand and being like yes this is what I've been working on for the past few months, and yeah, I guess uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this space evolves towards, uh, you know, a more settled space. Like we all know, industries you have all these people pop up, and then one or two teams flourish in the long run. And the cool thing is, we're the ones who get to shape it, uh, as far as it's concerned. Edward, uh, you know, everyone here doing amazing jobs, uh, just trying to shape this space. So, yeah, uh, let's all see how it goes, and let's make the most out of it. Thank you
0: so much for bringing that. Uh, This is such a great space, you guys. It's so many ideas coming around. Edward, you're up. Your hands up after you, Odd Writings. And I just want to point out, if you're in the audience and you have something you want to share, you want to be part of this conversation, it is a conversation, just request to come up on the stage. We'd love to hear from you. Edward.
3: Okay, great. Um, The... Again, so much stuff that I'd like to pivot off of there. Uh, But I'd like to start by just asking everybody, this is a great opportunity to connect with uh, some people like yourself. So if you're not already following pretty much everybody in the audience, uh, I kind of highly recommend it. Uh, These are probably your people. Um, And the other thing that you might do is to uh, look. I think if you're on your phone, definitely, I'm not sure how it appears on browser, uh, but you should at the top of your interface just have some um some tweets we call them the nest I think sometime but they're just something that uh, one of us has thrown up there and I just want to highlight a couple of them that I thought are relevant to this uh the first was one I pinned up um that says you know love this one and it's uh it links to a piece of visual storytelling and I just want to kind of touch on the fact that um regardless of whether it's a bear or bull market what's really going to create your audience and what's going to The reason Tim Ferriss has, you know, a million followers is because he creates good content. He's mostly a nonfiction guy, but he he can tell a nonfiction story. Um, And the reason that, uh, you know, some of the the things that have hit it as writing projects, uh, to include, you know, Neil Strauss's uh, Project One with Lift, his book, um, he didn't get to be a New York Times bestselling author by not being able to tell a good story. So storytelling is important. And I think one of the things that NFTs does is it kind of opens the aperture on what that can look like. As writers, we definitely are very comfortable with black and white text um, on a page. But that one that I pinned up that said, you know, the thread, um, these are visual stories. But this one, I think, you know, just take a look and see what you think. Um, I put another couple up in there. Um, One of them is, and Jessica, I'll let you come back to this one later, perhaps but i know you have a a hard copy poetry book that's either out or almost out and maybe at some point you can tell us or or maybe just throw a tweet out when it's available i looked for it in a couple of places i couldn't find it but i know the proof just came out recently so maybe it's not 100% available but i'm looking forward to collecting that um in IRL and i don't know if this one will come out as an nft i know you've published some stuff on tezos uh and some other places um but that was something i wanted to just highlight is that this is part of you know writing in Web three can in fact be a physical um, item, and I think Vagabond Magazine is available in many different formats. It's available as an NFT. I think maybe on a couple of different blockchains, but it's also available, I believe, on Kindle and as a. I'm not sure if you guys are doing it as a hard copy yet. So we'll talk about that, but again, just you know, changing you know what it means to be a Web three writer and, and just kind of thinking outside the envelope. And then I'm about to throw one up there, too, which is the link to Ephraim's project. And, you know, to me, Ephraim is, uh, you know, we connected across continents. I think um, he's in Kenya. I'm in Australia. You know, our connection is kind of a shared love of poetry. Um, and what I like is that, you know, kind of this Web3 space makes it possible Um not only to connect, but Ephraim has been the contributor to two issues now of arts and poetry. And what Web3 does is it allows him to get micropayments every time we sell you know, one or two copies. You know, He gets a little bit of Tezos or a little bit of Polygon um, without me uh, having to do anything except make sure that I got his Tezos address right when I created the NFT. Um, so I think that uh, there is, there's so much good stuff that's being talked about here. This will definitely be one of those podcast-worthy uh, recordings. Um, but I think I'll leave it at that. Lots more to say. Um, but yeah, follow each other. Engage with some of these uh, posts we're throwing up there. If you have a post that you think uh, merits being up there, uh, feel free to DM me on the side.
0: I'll see what I can do for you. Edward, thank you for putting that up there. Uh, we need to throw a copy of, or I'd like to, the most recent issue of Vagabond Magazine up in the nest. I'll do that in just a second uh, if somebody doesn't beat me to it. But our Latest issue came out uh, a few days ago. That's the October issue. It has Emily Lazar on the cover. She's queen of heavy metal Web 3. We love Emily. We had her on yesterday on VMGM. Uh, she is just super. So anyway, there's so much in that issue. Uh, we'll toss it up there. But to answer your question, Edward, we're not doing physical copies yet. Interestingly, I was looking at Lulu.com, but because of the quality of the magazine and the, the size of it, uh, if we were to do it on Lulu, it would actually... Cost right around $45 per issue for the hard copies. So we know that people love the magazine, but I don't think I'd feel good charging people 45 bucks for it. So we'll stick with digital and blockchain for now until we find a better solution. Odd writings, your hand's been up for a while. After you, Rihanna Morgan, you're up. Hey,
1: thanks. Um, so uh, you guys can hear me, right? My little thing's not showing up. Okay, I assume you can hear me. I think I'm on clear. To- okay good (laughs) um so one thing i've been doing uh with 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 my previous book um uh and also with my current one i'm trying to mix advertising with the book itself and also mixing web 2 with web 3 so for example uh uh you know i there's a a couple uh poems that i've written um i wanted to have the poems as nfts but i also wanted to have an ebook version so i have i have a, a version up in a in a on Amazon as well as
9: as uh, Smashwords,
1: and on the scent platform. That's this is right?
9: Way- hey, I'm just gonna tell you right now. Amazon took my work down, so I posted my shit as an NFT. And if you read the user agreement on Kindle Direct Publishing, it says you can't have. Anything- that's that's okay. What you're talking about so- there is is a uh, there are two ways
1: to do Kindle. Um, you can do it where you can have uh, an exclusive thing, and and you can also do it where it's not exclusive but for not exclusive, you get a lower percentage and that's what I'm doing. So it's totally good to have NFTs and Kindle as long as that's the contract that you pick. Uh, but in any case, uh, what I'm gonna, what I'm doing is I have a supporters page in the printed book, okay? And then on the scent platform, I have, I'm running, it's not exactly a contest, but it's this kind of thing where I'm giving away free NFTs and, and there's gonna be 75 total. If you can collect all 75, then on the supporters page, I will let the collector put in, uh you know, a link to their website or basically anything they want people to to, to see, to have eyebrows to, you know, so it's, it's so it's kind of a, a thing where if you wanted to advertise your own book, you could collect 75 of these NFTs, and then I would include a link. And then when, when the actual physical book goes out, you would be on the supporters page with that link. So that's, I'm I'm going to see you know I'm hoping it'll work out okay but that's an idea uh, to think of when you're mixing uh, Web two and Web three is to use the book itself as as a way for for NFT people to get their foot uh, or get a little bit of uh, Web two people looking at their Web three stuff.
0: That's super. I've been following what you've been doing for a long time, odd writings, and absolutely love the innovation and the ways that you're taking it. Uh, Rihanna Morgan, I think you're up next. And then Bill, see your hand there. You're going to be right after Rihanna. Yes. Hi. So
2: I'm Rihanna Morgan, and I'm jumping in to say two things. One, I've been chatting with Sylvie on Twitter, and she's a longtime friend of Web3 Writers Hour, and she just wanted to send big love and that she'll be here for the next one. So that's one. And then two... I am listening to Jessica and Odd Writings, and I'm so excited to share a little bit about the project that I'm doing. It's sort of following along the same kind of lines. I have just released with my new publishing company, Whitney Morgan Media, a book entitled Celebrating Samhain, which is the celebration of Halloween in an ancient fashion. But more importantly, I want to talk about how I set it all up. And so it's published in web two, it's available all everywhere, everywhere books are being able to be sold, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, everywhere all over the place in print and ebook and um, very shortly here with Audible as well. Um, But I'm also stepping a toe into web three, I have 31 different covers of the book, and they're going to be available daily on a daily basis with Scent as something that they can, that the um, collectors can mint. And then I also have a Shopify store that will be linked with scent for people who collect, who can then purchase merchandise that goes with the book in honor of the book inspired by the book. And so I'm trying to do this whole large sweeping experiment experiment with publishing something in web two, but also incorporating it into web three. And then I plan to have an NFT of the book itself. And so it's just a great big project. And I, and, and so I'm super excited about it and I'm super excited to hear that odd writings is doing something similar and Jessica's doing something similar. And I can't wait to hear how it all turns out so that we can compare notes and be like, this was super successful all of these things <laughs> Donaldson. I'm sorry. I didn't invite you. You're invited. <laughs> There's so many amazing things going on with celebrating Solomon So I love you all. Thank you for an opportunity to chat. And I will pass the uh, mic to bill
9: bill.
0: You're up, dude. Can you get on?
9: Hey y'all. Uh, thanks for hosting the space. Thanks for doing this deal. Um, my name's bill, uh, go ahead and give you a little 12-second background info on me. About months ago, I came out of the closet uh, to my family, my friends, everyone on the Internet, all my Internet friends. And the support I've received from people here on Twitter has been overwhelming, Uh, so much so that I had a diary I've been keeping. I used to be a marriage and family counselor, and I had a diary I was keeping, and I turned it into a book, and I published it. And I guess I should say when I came out of the closet, came out of the closet as a bull. Now, a bull is a man that makes love to another man's wife while her partner is giving consent for this to happen and most oftentimes in the room watching. Uh, This is my identity. This is my sexuality. So I actually wrote and published a book on this, and it's a story of my life, and I'd love to read y'all a little excerpt from it if you'd like to hear it. Bill,
0: uh... As much as I think we'd love to hear it, I just think that right now we've only got about 12 minutes left and we are, it's kind of going to disrail the conversation. So we're going to maybe Bill, save that finish. for next time.
9: I can finish it off in less than a minute. Well, go ahead, Bill. You got a minute. Guys, like I said, this is my story, the story of the past 15 years of my life. And I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate y'all for letting me read this. This is called The Bull Diaries. And I will jump straight to chapter two because chapter one is a uh, definition of a bull. Uh, chapter two First Encounter, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'll never forget my first encounter with bulling in Tulsa. I'd lived there for two years, finishing up my master's degree in marriage and family counseling. And one night, my buddy from class, Chad, invited me for beers and wings at the local Wings joint. Now, Chad loves football, and the Dallas Cowboys were playing, and Chad and I known each other from class. He's my friend, so I agreed to go. I arrived at the wings joint, and I noticed Chad had brought his wife, Julie, along. I'd always found Julie to be attractive, but tonight, as I saw her eating those bone-in wings upon entering the restaurant, I couldn't help but feeling a tingle beneath the buckle. Julie ran up from the table, they were seated at, and gave me a big hug. I sat down, shook Chad's hand, we ordered a round of shots, had wings, and watched football. We're all having so much fun, but then, out of nowhere, Julie started flirting with me. At one point, she laughed at a joke I told, then she brushed her hand across my chest, almost like she was stroking my chest hair. After we finished eating, she reached into my lap and cleaned her dirty hands on my wet napkin. Well, Bill, that was your time, man.
0: It sounds like a book that I think everybody uh, would probably want to find out the rest of what happens with you and Julie and your friend. Uh, We've got about 10 minutes left in the show. So what we want to focus on now is back to uh, just Web3, Web3 writing. How are you guys promoting your work? What work are you seeing? And I do want to give Jessica, you had some thoughts you were going to come back to. So if you want to take the mic it's it's yours.
6: Okay, I totally don't remember any of those thoughts, but I have new thoughts and one of the things that I recommend is getting um getting to know AI so that you can create media to do marketing, short form marketing, um, especially if you're, you know, you're a sci-fi writer or any kind of storyteller, you can, uh, a sci-fi fantasy, you know, like I am, but, you know, any kind of, I, I do, um, I create, I've been create. I started my poetry account on TikTok and Instagram, and I'm slowly, slowly growing that, but I create media using Mid Journey and Runway and Dream Studio and those kinds of things. And then I put it into CapCut, so easy cap cut um I don't know if there's anything else but I can share anything that anything that I like figure out I'm so happy to share with you guys. So, But I've been creating some really great um, content that I really like, and my, my accounts are growing slowly, the views are going up every day, you know, it's like, it's a slow process, it can take like six months, but it's easy with AI. So I just really recommend that if you're trying to create, um, you know, virality, if you're trying to create uh, marketing, making media to illustrate your story and get people interested is very, is very accessible with AI.
0: Well, there's a, that's a, a good pivot into
3: another option um, that I've used. Uh, there's a, a site, if anybody wants to make a note of it, it's murf.ai. dot um, It's a very uh, relatively inexpensive um, and very easy to use uh, way that you can turn your written word, your transcript, basically, into um, AI-narrated um, audiobooks, and they have a wide range of um, male and female voices uh, that are, are quite realistic um, and that are work in various languages also. Um, you can raise the pitch, lower the pitch. You can kind of make the voice actors be what you want, and you can integrate uh, multiple voices into one story. Um, so that may be something that, that may be worth looking into for some people. Uh, I know I've done audio uh, books with multiple voices. Uh, one of my sisters is actually a, a voice actor, and I have a, a brother-in-law who's got a studio. But, you know, that requires, like you said, the truck and the credit card, or in my case, a flight back to L.A. Um, so uh, the the AI might actually be a better option for some people at some times. Uh, the other thing I wanted to, to uh, touch on really quick before we end up was on this topic of, you know, how do we monetize Um, And Jessica had mentioned something about, you know, she'd rather have, you know, a thousand readers at $10 than one reader uh, at $1,000. And um, I'm actually curious what people might think about the potential to sort of go the other way. So we've been doing this arts and poetry project for a couple of issues now. And the idea was that we would, you know, mint a... 100 copies and and sell them, I think, for about 10 tezos or about $5 perhaps, Um, and that would go to the various artists, and if the entire collection sold out, then each artist would probably make around somewhere on the order of $50 to $100 for their bit of art or poetry. Um, and the reality is, is despite having you know twenty you know pretty good creatives on most of these editions, uh, those are just not selling out. Um, when I do a, a individual poem by myself, I can you know do a much smaller run of them and and tend to sell out. And I've seen other poets do the same thing. Um, so one of the things I've thought about doing is to actually create a one of one edition um, for one of the future issues. That is uh, essentially, it's it's the same, exactly the same poems. Um, but probably the spoken word version provided by each artist and some more functionality, something that makes it a very unique piece, and then mint that as a one-of-one, preferably with uh, a patron in mind, because there are people who are happy and able to pay, you know, one Ethereum for something that they really like, Um, with the idea being that, again, the, the standard copy would come out with its usual print run of 100, but if some patron had bought out the one of one, um, those 100 copies would be made of free mint, and perhaps all of them would be gifted to the patron to distribute to their, um, uh, their fan base, their friends, or perhaps it would just be made of free mint, Um, with a note saying that this is courtesy of, you know, Cosmo de' Medici or, you know, uh, Punk 6529 or whoever had had bought it out. So that was just a a idea. I'm curious, A, what people might think about whether that's a good idea, bad idea, terrible idea, um, and whether you might find that it it could, in fact, be applicable to something that you're doing in the future.
4: I think my my hand was next, so I'll go ahead. Um, You know, I I, I really like that idea. Uh, You know, I, I think I wouldn't put the two marketing options as mutually exclusive. Uh one place you really see this work is in crowdfunding campaigns. Uh you know, Kickstarter, you have the different tiers. You know, and I think in web three uh, Book uh bookfolds had a really good idea about this. It it didn't work out in, in my case, but I think Riona could speak to uh, more, I think she had a more, more successful mint over there, but, um, no, I mean the idea of like, yeah, let's, let's have a one of one let's, you know, have, you know, the, these different tiers, these different offerings, it really comes down to, you know, what the market could bear or, you know, really in in the case of creative endeavors, what, what. What your fan base is is going going to do, you know. I mean, you you look at some of the uh, the more famous Kickstarters by uh, writers like you know uh, Brandon Brandon Sanderson, you know, comes to mind. Is that you know the the way that they they tier or don't tier those things? It it all depends on who you, who you're catering to. But no, I, I I absolutely don't think. I mean, granted I will I will admit I would rather have a thousand one dollar fans than one one thousand dollar fan uh, me personally but that said i don't have to choose between the two if i can have 999 dollar fans and then that 1000 dollar fan i'm going to take advantage of it every bit of the, every day of the week so no I, th- I think it's a great idea okay odd
0: writings i think you uh you've got a word and then jessica uh your hand was up next and then we'll close out after that
1: yeah i i lowered my hand because basically i wanted to say the same thing that er donaldson just said Uh, It doesn't have to you can do both at the same time, I think, have a one one and then have a second tier. So there you go.
6: Yeah. And I would add to that, you know, you can try anything and eventually you're going to figure out what works and things are going to change at different times. What's working and what's not working and really just being active and trying things is where you're going to get the data um, as to whether something's going to work or not. And how it works and under what circumstances it works, et cetera. So that's what I try to do. And that's how I stay kind of um, you know, nimble in the market and um keeping opportunities and things coming is uh just through tr- trying everything. And I'm, you know, sometimes throwing spaghetti at the wall is the way to go. And then taking the data, you know, being data driven. Um Some people I see trying different things and it's the dumbest things. And I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? I I told you it doesn't work because it didn't work six months ago. Also, watch what other people are doing and seeing if it works. I mean, it's just like they lose. It's like lose after like it's an L after an L after an L. And I'm like, dude, you know. Like you don't have to make all the mistakes yourself. You can watch other people make these mistakes and then not do them and then listen to people who are succeeding and, you know, see what's happening. So, and I don't mean that in any way, (laughs) in any respect towards any, um, you know, anybody here, obviously, like, I don't mean that to anybody in particular, but like, you know, just um, there's a lot of data out there and the more data you can get, the more you can adapt and you don't, and one doing something wrong once isn't going to hurt you not acting is going to hurt you more than anything. So, and then the last thing I would say on that is, um, you know, with the social capital that you have behind you, um, with your project in Web3, you could do a one-of-one. And I would almost, I don't know if, I don't even know if necessarily Tezos is the market for that. I would be more likely to do it on ETH, to be honest. Um, But that's just me. I, I don't, you know, I really don't see big, I see kind of a really insular clicky niche, super niche community on Tezos. Um, and I don't see like super high, like you could do Tezos. You could do a version on Tezos and a different version on, you know, ETH, um, just try things out. Um, and I know, I know we're over time. So, so yeah. Yeah, 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 that's all.
0: Edward, I saw your mic was on. So, uh, did you want the last word here?
3: Uh, no, I think that uh, the last word goes to our Hawaiian host, um, and I'm happy to let you give the standard. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> quick
0: quick point here. I'm actually not Hawaiian. I live in Hawaii, but uh, being Hawaiian and living in Hawaii, very different things. But I do embrace the concept of aloha, and that's why every time we do the Web3 Writers Hour, we close out with everybody that's on the stage opening up their mic and saying aloha. It means hello. It means goodbye. It means love. And it also represents we all breathe the same air. We are one. So let's all just open our mics together and take a deep breath. And then we'll exhale with aloha. 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 (laughs) Love you guys. Great session. See you next week.